Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hangtime Podcast. Joining us now, comedian Chelsea Peretti, NBA All-Star Roy Hibbert. Roy is our nation's most treasured actor. He's got chops, he's got talent, and he also has three tickets to Lakers. <laughs> With your host, Gallius Anderson, stops it down behind his head. Seku Smith, Lang Whitaker, and Rick Fox. Our next guest should have been our first guest, Isaiah Thomas. How do you think you would play in today's NBA with the rules the way they are? Be honest. Uh, Average story. <laughs> we will win a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's our main man, Roderick Turner from the Los Angeles Times. Hey, you, can I say this first? <laughs> you know you when can. When I was covering the Lakers, when Rick Fox played, I had hair. They wore me out. Now it's time for the tip-off. Draymond Green is excellent for his team. So I wouldn't want Blake Griffin playing for the Golden State Warriors because he can't do what Draymond can do for that team. But overall, if I was starting a team tomorrow, which guy would I want? It would be Blake Griffin just because he's a better, he's a more dominant scorer. Um, he's, he's a very good passer as well out of the post, but he's a guy you can run your offense through. Hmm. Brendan Haywood with some interesting comments about Draymond Green and Blake Griffin. I'm not sure I agree with them 100% or even 50%. Um, Actually, I I agree with them. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, Seku Smith from the Hangtime blog at NBA.com. My main man, Lang Whitaker in New York. Yo. Joining us here this week on the show. Um, Lang, you can't run your offense through through Draymond Green? He's the only forward in the league averaging seven assists tonight, I think. No, I I think you can run your offense through Draymond Green. It sure does help when you can run the offense through Draymond Green, and it ends up with <laughs> the ball, Steph Curry or no, Clay Thompson. Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. You trying to tell Money Green is not a legitimate big time All Star? Do you think he would average seven assists a game if he played on the Sixers? Listen, I I'm not getting ready to play the hypothetical game. How bad could somebody be if they play for the Sixers? That's not a fair. That's I'm not fair saying, to anybody. I'm just saying he averages seven assists a game. I think in large part because he's on a great team with a bunch of players who are really good at what they do, and, and they all know their job and they know their role, and he's a big part of that. But, uh, you know, when he gets that ball in that mid-post area and, and drives and draws the defense and then finds the open guy, that's that's an incredible skill. He's incredible at that. Right. But he also finds guys who can knock down shots and, uh, and, and make buckets. And I think 
you know, depending on the team he was on, it might not work the same way. I bet if he was on the Hawks, he could average seven assists because <laughs> you find Kyle Korver and all these guys who can knock down open jumpers. So you know, Kyle Korver then had knocked down open jumpers since last Christmas. Ever since Robin Lopez got a <laughs> black eye from him, it's all been downhill. I mean, but what does it say about Draymond Green and, and the rise that not only he's had, but the Warriors that we're now, you know, there's even a debate about it. Who would you rather start a sure. team with between he or Blake Griffin? Also, like, if you're going to start a team, what what do you want to start with? Do you want a guy who's definitely going to average 20 and 8 or something like that? Or do you want a guy who who's, could average double every night. 17, 7, and 7? Right. You know, um, that's that's the real question, I think. And, you know, that, that speaks to what kind of team you're trying to, to put together. Do you think we've gotten to the point now um, – in this pace and spacer of the NBA where traditional notions of how to build teams and what players are capable of and what you should expect from guys has changed dramatically in terms of, you know, could you build a team without a dominant score in the mold of a guy like Blake Griffin, uh, uh, you know, a power forward or small forward who's going to average 20, you know, 20 plus points a night. I'm, and I ask that because, I think you could make a good argument right now about who would you rather start a team with between a guy like Russell Westbrook or, you know, Kevin Durant. I mean, they play on the same team. But right. which one would you start your team with if you had to choose right now in in today's NBA? I think the the conventional thinking, the old school thinking is you would go after the big guy, right? You right. always build on a big guy. Yeah. yeah, and you and you try to build around somebody on the interior and that's your guy you're going to build around going forward. And, right. um, I mean, but you know, in, in today's NBA, all that sort of turned upside down because Durant's a big guy, but he's not, he doesn't play like a big guy. <laughs> he doesn't play like a back to the basket center. Right. Um, and the NBA is just crazy these days. I, I just wrote a thing that I think it's going up this week that the NBA midseason things we all had to do. Mm-hmm. NBA.com, and I had to kind of write a piece about the bigger picture, what what the NBA has turned into this season. And, uh, you know, I think 17 teams are on track to shoot over 2,000 three-pointers this season. That's crazy. Uh, Ten years ago, one team did it. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Um, I also saw – it was funny. I saw a stat somewhere the other day. It was last week when <clears throat> ESPN put out that list of the their top five point guards, or I don't even know who put yeah, the list out. Yeah, whatever it was. Somebody was talking about Isaiah. They pointed out one of those years that Isaiah, you know, one of his great seasons when he was a MVP candidate and all that, he shot something like 29% on three-pointers, and he was second in the NBA on <laughs> percentage-wise. <laughs> these days, I mean, everybody's shooting 40% or around, you know, somewhere up in the high 30s at least, seems like. Um, so it's just a totally different league and they value different things. And that speaks to not only Durant Westbrook, but Draymond and, and Blake. Yeah. I, I'm having a hard time reconciling the changes in the style with the opinions of people who look at it and think it's lesser than or something weaker than the product of previous generations the style of play during, you know, during whatever era is just the style of play. That's what it is. Um, right. I have a hard time knocking Steph Curry or any of these players that are thriving in today's game because of the freedoms they have or the, you know, the restrictions that have been lifted or, you know, the fact that I, 
Prime example. The other night, I'm watching the Cavs in in the Warriors on Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day, which was a fantastic day right. of games, you know, on on all platforms for for the NBA. And Amon Shumpert was guarding Steph Curry out on the like right across half court, and he hand checked him like three or four times. Uh-huh. And I mean, really stuck his hand on his hip and tried to move him. And I thought. And the, the ref didn't call a foul, but I, it you see it so rarely yeah. that it, it, it caught my eye. Like, wow, he's hand-checking like crazy. But you used to see it all the time. But Yeah, as, a, yeah, as opposed <laughs> to when you used to watch games and, it was, you know, Ron Harper was, you know, hand-checking some other team's point guard and moving them all over the floor. So right, right. I don't know that it's fair to knock anybody for, for being successful in the era they play in. They didn't shoot threes like crazy when Isaiah was playing. So, yeah, he and Steph Curry, the comparisons and all, it's, I don't know if it's fair to either one of them to try and right. compare what the other would do in the other's era, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's – it's. what do you think it would be like, you know, we talk about comparing guys to different eras. What about if we compare uh, eras to eras? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what if uh, the best team of this era, your Golden State Warriors. Right. We're playing against Bob Cousy and the Celtics. What, like, are we allowed to have that conversation? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know what I think would happen. Yeah, I think Golden State would kill him. But, <laughs> but I mean, do, do you play with a three-point line? Because they, they didn't know, have yeah. a three-point line. So. Be, yeah, it wouldn't be beneficial to the Celtics necessarily. Right. To play with that three, you know. That's, uh, yes. The evolution of anything, though, to me begs these questions you know like what right. would, what would happen if you know I, you know hey would okay let's say let's put it this way would bill russell be as dominant a player in this era as he was you know years ago and i'm like i would i think so but if you gave him all of the technology and advanced training that, right, that players in this era have had, but I don't know that for sure. Right, and the like the workout regimens, yeah, and all and stuff. The, yeah. yeah the, I, I mean, but I don't know. You, know. you know my answer when it comes to like Kareem. <laughs> Somehow we end up talking about this every week. I know it's like we have this conversation every I time think we Kareem, talk. We get knocked into the sixth row by Shaq if they played one on one, and right. Shaq says the same thing. I have said similar things, but. Right. Uh, but, you know, Kareem could probably hit a hook shot over him. So, Yeah, see, that's weird because I know people that would disagree vehemently that, that hey, you know, there's no way. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, just, it's starting to get on my nerves, this whole – you know, I'm, I say it all the time. I'm not big on comparisons. I hate when I have to hear, well, this player reminds people of this guy who played before. It's like, so what? You know, it, the, the circumstances are completely different. Right. You know, I don't care if they remind you of this guy, that guy. Um, we had a, you know, we had a heated debate about, and this was a really interesting conversation uh, when that point guard list came out. There was this argument that hey, AI had a much better career, or was a much better player than Clyde Drexler, and that you know, there's no comparison between AI and Clyde Drexler. Then you start looking at that what they accomplished, right? And it's like, I I don't feel comfortable acting like Clyde Drexler was some scrub. Compared to Allen Iverson, because I don't think that's the case. What do they have to do with? What does that have to do with point guards? Well, because we, <laughs> neither. A, yeah, well, a it was the it was the next list. It was the shooting guards list. Okay, but 
the, our conversation was like going all over. You know, the, the yeah. argument was just raging all over. And this was before they even put out the list of top players, top 10 players at other positions. So, yeah. Which, you know, there was a big discussion. Hey, is Larry Bird ahead of or behind LeBron? Yeah. And it was like, yeah, there's no way he's behind LeBron. Like, LeBron is a freak of nature. He's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, you, Isaiah had a good point. He was like, hey, he's like, LeBron is great. There's no question about it. That's it. And he's like, but Larry Bird in his prime would give would have given LeBron in his prime problems. True. And I'm like, yeah. Like, but that's – anytime we're talking about the best – the the best of the very best. I would expect nothing more than all of them to give each other major problems. <laughs> to compete at the highest level, you know, no play, nobody's been perfect that's come through the league. Right. You know, nobody's been complete. Well, I guess people would say Michael Jordan, but even early in his career. Yeah, he struggled. He had to fight through, you know, trying to get past the, the Pistons teams and whoever else. It's, it's always been, always been somebody in your way. Um, I don't know. I just uh, I just threw out to Twitter. Uh oh. And I said, uh, "We're taping a podcast right now with Seku. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have any questions for us?" Uh-oh. Got one from Dave Zirin. Uh oh. Why haven't you had me on the show? <laughs> uh, man from uh, I know Edge, we need to have more. sports. He says, "Are you re- are you psyched for the return of Allen Anderson to the Wizards lineup?" <laughs> <laughs> he is because he's always betting on the Wizards. Um, <laughs> he's a DC guy. So, yes, yeah. he's always betting on his Wizards. So. Uh, I can't say that that's on my list of uh, things to <laughs> keep uh, keep an eye on in the coming days. But what's the deal with the Wizards? I, I wish I knew, Lane. I picked them today for my uh, biggest surprise in the first half. Yeah, because, yeah and not a good surprise, right? Because they were so good, the you know, toward the end of last season, get into the playoffs and push the Hawks, and then this year it's just been a well, they weird... scare, yeah, they scare people. In the playoffs, and you know what my biggest issue with the Wizards is? They've never seemed to figure out, and this is under Randy, uh, next question, Whitman. Um, <laughs> they've never seemed to figure out who they want to be as a team. Like, when they were playing lockdown defense and winning, ug- you know, quote-unquote ugly, everybody was screaming for them to be more dynamic on offense and open it up. Right. Well, now that they've done that and taken a step back defensively, you want them to go back to being the defensive team they were. It's like, hey, my thing about the Wizards or any other team in the league is you have to be who you are and play to the character of your talent in in, in who you are as a group. And uh, I think the Wizards could be dangerous if they were to get in the playoffs. Right. Because they have a guy like John Wall who's so good. And, and when Marcin Gortat is playing well and on his game, he can be another factor. Um, but if Bradley Beal can't stay healthy, yeah, play at a high level. I don't, you know, it's just it's a tough haul for them. That's the yeah, and they clearly wanted to play smaller this year and faster. And uh, without Beal healthy, without Allen Anderson, to Dave's point, healthy, that's two of the guys they were counting on to yeah. play big minutes. And uh, you know, I, I just wonder if they, <sighs> what's their identity right now without those guys? Yeah, um, I don't know. And if even. They have one. Even with those guys, like, is that really the best way for this team to play? A team with Gortat and Nene? Is, is that going to be a fast? It's like when the when the Tony Brown took over the Nets, and he said that uh, they were going to play faster. That was, you know, they were going to be more athletic and faster. And I was like, well, they got Bargnani, Brooks Lopez, 
Oh, Joe Johnson. <laughs> Joe Johnson. They got a lot of anchors on that team, which doesn't seem conducive to, to playing up-tempo. No. I mean, are you going to go – speaking of Brooklyn, are you going to watch the Cavaliers play the Nets? Yeah. You going I'll out there? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I got a better question for you. What's wrong with the Cavs when they play <laughs> the Warriors? The Warriors or the Spurs? <laughs> they were okay on Christmas, right? They they looked okay against the Warriors. Okay, yeah. And Kyrie was just coming back. Yeah. So. But that game on. But Monday night. Monday night, yeah, that was not good at all. No, that 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 was ugly. I mean, that was as ugly as I can remember a game being when LeBron was at his peak. You know, in terms of. I like angry LeBron after those games. <laughs> He's been angry a lot this season. He's been know. mad at somebody. Yeah, he, he when he comes out and he kind of just talks in generalities, but he's clearly upset with some, the way the game went and the contributions he's getting. You know, I, it's funny to me that like they lost that game and everybody's like, "Well, forget this team. They're, they're twenty-eight and eleven. I know. <laughs> you know, I think I saw a stat this year. Last time, this year, I'm sorry. A year ago at this time, they were 19 and 19 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just remember, they were they had a rough start last year. Got off to a little bit of a slow start. Yeah, and then LeBron took that vacation, and then everything started rolling. Yeah. But, uh, you know. I, when I, they're talking, they want to see Kevin Love take a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> he took a vacation on a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw it on, online. Some you know, of those spinning and spinning and, and spinning around. <laughs> yeah, some of his rotations were he rotated, no one else did. You you think that Love is getting ready to play scapegoat this year if they don't uh, get over the hump if they can't find a way to? I don't know. Somebody's got to get the blame. It's either him or Black or or both. Yeah, I don't. You know what's it, to me that it's they have Love right and they have LeBron and Kyrie. But then, like, how is Richard Jefferson and, you know, James Johnson, these older guys, James Jones, I'm sorry, uh, they have all these older guys who probably wouldn't play a big role on any team that are playing a big role on this team. Because you can put those kinds of guys who are specialists and veterans on a team with LeBron. You would think. and, And thrive. I mean, well, Miami had those kind, of, you know, that type of setup. Yeah, but even with Miami, I mean, they had the same guys five years ago. <laughs> you know but I mean? they, I'll, t- I'll say this: Chris Bosh. I think the appreciation for Chris Bosh and what he did on those Miami teams is now looking a lot different than it was in real time. Yeah, when people were questioning him and kind of throwing some of the same shade on him that they're throwing on Kevin Love right now. You know, Bosh found a way to be effective. Yeah. Even with a reduced role. And I think that's, honest to goodness, that's just something Love is struggling with right now. Yeah. There's no shame in it. But when they, you know, when you go out and spend that much money on on he and Tristan Thompson in the offseason, I think people just expect more. And I I don't know if it's fair. What do you expect Love to do on a team? I think you should expect. He's clearly the third fiddle behind LeBron and Kyrie. why, Why can't you expect more? You should expect more. This is a team that went to the finals last year. <laughs> they they went out and spent all this money. Like they, I think you you can expect Kevin Love should be an All Star, shouldn't he? Uh, yeah, I mean, if he was still playing in Minnesota, <laughs> well, no, right now, right, <laughs> but not on right. this team. Why not? Chris Bosh was an All Star on those Heat teams. Yeah, that's a good point. I, 
Because I, I don't think Love has any chance of making the All-Star team this year. <laughs> I don't. Would you put Kevin Love in, on the Eastern Conference All-Star no. team over Paul Millsap? No, no, no definitely not. Yeah. I have Millsap. I think he should be starting. I don't think I'd put Kevin Love, Kevin Love on the East All-Star team over Chris Bosh. No. Now, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And I think I mean. that's – Kevin Love doesn't have a role. Yeah. And, or at least he hasn't found that role yet. Well, Maybe and that's, that's painfully clear in games like the other night. Yeah. When Draymond Green, who we talked about, <laughs> opened up talking about, clearly is a productive member of that team and has a specific role. He's the – he unlocks the key to them playing small and facilitating the offense. So right. that Steph Curry and Clay Thompson can concentrate on doing what they do best, which is – Raining jump shots in your eye. Um, yeah. You know, and he he's going to be an all-star this year. There's no question Draymond Green is going to be on a, on the all-star team. So, Love, Love is the dude that, to me, looks like he's kind of played himself out of the realm of that conversation. Right. And like, I don't hear anybody clamoring for Kevin Love to be an all-star. No one. I mean, I, you haven't heard anything like that. We got a uh, got a tweet from uh, <laughs> somebody who says, "How cute is that engineer named Andrew who records the Hangtime podcast?" It must be. His, it's got to be his really, sister. He really knows Beyonce how to say. Or... No, I think it's him. <laughs> this means me. So <laughs> I can confirm, not very cute at all. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Do you guys ever see the NBA expanding a team to Europe? No. And I believe Adam Silver kind of made that clear. Not in, not at least in any time, not at not at any time in the near future. I don't. See I it. think they might. I agree. Not in the near future. I also don't think they would expand one team if yeah, they did it. Whole division, like you know, yeah, whole... they would put three or four teams there. Yeah. So they, to make the the trip worthwhile, but uh, I do think it'll, at some point it's, I think it'll happen. Yeah. And it might not be an NBA team. The NBA might put five teams over there from the D league or something, yeah. you know, to, to test it out. But, uh, yeah, that could be interesting. I mean, this guy, Andrew has no shame. <laughs> cheese, cheese McStink. This guy's got no, shame. <laughs> I thought, I thought our super producer, Greg Wagon was a ham. This, our engineer is even worse. Andrew's. <laughs> I learned it all from Jarrell. <laughs> Shout out to our man, Jarrell Wall, by the way, his, his Peyton Manning-led uh, Denver Broncos are playing for a chance to go to oh, Super Bowl no. this weekend. Um, I'm sure he's somewhere right now celebrating in only the way he can. So, uh, big ups to Jarrell. Um, it's like picking between the lesser of two evils with that game. <laughs> there is no evil when touchdown Tommy's involved. <laughs> um, that, I'm, I'm, uh, you got me thinking now. Because All-Star starters are announced Thursday night. Thursday GT. night. And based on the vote, you know the voting, you kind of can guess who that's going to be. But who, who are the who are the other seven dudes you pick on each side? Yeah, it's a tough. It's tough. Uh, this year. It's it's really tough, um, especially because I think in the in the Eastern Conference, especially there's there's a couple of guys who are pretty clear, and then there's a lot that are that are sort of up in the air. The Western, I think, is a little more easier to pick mm-hmm. than the East to me. Um, who are you? Who are you going with? The, just off the top of your head in the in the West. Well, the starters are going to be what Curry, 
uh, Kobe, Westbrook, Durant, and either Kawhi or Green, right? Yeah. Um, hold on, I'm trying to find the the last voting update that I wrote on NBA.com. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, and I know tomorrow tomorrow night we'll find out the fight. Okay, so let's see. In the West, right now the leaders are Kobe and Durant and mm-hmm. Draymond. Right. Although, but Draymond's barely ahead of Kawhi, ten thousand votes. So that that you know could... both of them are going to be on the team either way. So it's... yeah, yeah. So, uh, so my seven, and then Curry and Westbrook are in the backcourt, and those guys look like locks too. So yeah, uh, the other seven, one of them's either Draymond Blake. I mean Draymond Kawhi. Kawhi, yeah. Uh, I think Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah. Chris Paul. Yep. Um. Uh, Clay James Thompson. Harden. Clay Thompson. Yeah, Clay Thompson, sure. James Harden, James maybe. Harden. Uh, Blake, I don't know. Does Blake make it? He's been injured a lot. They've been pretty good without him. I don't know. They've been really good without him. Chris Paul, probably. Uh, I kind of feel like. I feel like, yeah, who are you going to put in over? I mean. Yeah, I mean, to me. <clears throat> does honestly, Dirk Nowitzki make it? I think he should be in the running. I think our man Zaza Pachulia. Zaza Pachulia? Is in the He's conversation. Played, played his butt off. I think Tim Duncan will make it. The coaches will just put him on there just, you know, because he's Tim Duncan. Even though he would rather do any, anything yeah. else than show up to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to have you got to have someone other than Kawhi, right, from the Spurs mm-hmm. out there. Tony uh, Parker's played well. Tony's been good. And Manu's been okay. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, nah. maybe? Nah. I don't think so. Do you have another member of the Warriors? Just Clay. Draymond and Steph. What there's, about there should be three Warriors in the All Star game? Iguodala? No. Nah, he's played well, but I, I couldn't put him in over guys who are starting on other teams. Right. So I think that's seven, right? That's six or seven. It's close. <laughs> um, what about? I mean, you got to reward people who are having good seasons. What about? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if some of these guys, even the even the guys that are playing on teams that are having good years, rise to the level of all star. Um, you know, Utah's played up and down. They got some young yeah. guys who you could consider, but I don't think they're. I don't either. I don't think Gordon Hayward or Derek Favors is an all star. No. Um, Those guys are prime candidates to be like all star Saturday night participants yeah, yeah. in some some in capacity. Some form, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. who else in the West do you? Do you the Grizzlies. Think? We didn't mention any Grizzlies. Because I don't know that any of them has had a Marcus All. Marcus All maybe. Even though Zebo's really been good off the bench and in whatever role they've asked him to play. Um, Demarcus Cousins. Yeah. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. I mean, you got to uh, you got to put Big Cuz on the All Star team, don't you? I don't know if you have to. <laughs> I mean, you could. Um, I don't know. Uh, those two guys, those guys both made it last year. But uh, I don't know. I could make an argument for DeMarcus Cousins, even though the, the Kings aren't setting the world on fire. Sure, yeah. You know, the win-loss he's column. Good. He's been a monster. Uh, all right, well, what about the East? Well. What about the East? I mean, we know the starters will be D. Wade um, at one of the guard spots. Yeah, I- yeah, D Wade is seems like a lock. LeBron's a lock. Yeah, 
Paul George is locked. And then Carmelo jumped over Drummond in this last voting right. for the last front court spot. I mean, that's really close right now. So I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. If Drummond doesn't start, do you think he makes it? Yeah. The coaches will put him on? I think so. Okay. He's leading the league in double doubles. He's been a monster leading the league in rebounding. Right. The other thing in the guards is interesting is Kyrie is number two right now. Right. Kyle Lowry is about 25,000 votes behind him. Yeah, he'd be tough to catch However, him. Kyle Lowry last year put on a huge late-second push and, and jumped uh, Well, that's because D-Wade, I think. That's because we didn't know it came out in, in full force and made sure. And, and just the other day, Drake went on Instagram <laughs> oh. drumming up votes for oh. Kyle Lowry. So oh. we'll see. Uh, either way, I think Lowry and DeRozan both should be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, let's say, so if we have LeBron, Paul George, do you think Carmelo makes it if he's not a starter? I think so. I think so. Jimmy Butler, who probably, uh, should, who probably should be a starter. Yeah. Uh, I think Paul Millsap. I think Millsap makes it. Um. What about Isaiah Thomas in Boston? No. No? I don't think so. Oh. Well, if, I mean, look at, just look at the guards. You have Dwayne Wade. Let's say Wade's a lock. Do you think Kyrie's going to – if Kyrie gets voted in, what about if he doesn't get voted in? Do you think he'll be there? I wouldn't put him on there. I wouldn't either because he hasn't played – He hasn't played a whole lot. Yeah, so if Kyrie makes it, that could take a spot away from someone else. Right. But Lowry, DeRozan, uh, I think John Wall. I would put John Wall on there over Kyrie. I'd put John Wall over Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler probably is ahead of both those Jimmy guys. Jimmy Butler has to be on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's a name. Who do you think Chris Tapps Porzingis could be Stop. an all-star? Not he's this popular. year. He's, he's clearly very popular. Yeah, but I'm saying that the fans, as long as the fans don't vote him in, he's not, he's not, there's yeah. no way he's making anybody's all-star team. <laughs> Come on, I, look. I, I love I, him like everybody else, but I threw he's it out not there an all-star. Yeah, he's not, not ready for that. Uh, what about uh, other than Jimmy Butler? Anyone else from Chicago? Pau Gasol? Nope. I don't think I don't think he should be an all-star. Not over Drummond. Yeah. Not over Millsap. Mm. Over Millsap. No. Over Bosch. Mm. That's a tough. One. That's a little more even. Mm, that's a toss-up. That's I feel, a toss-up. I mean, Powell's averaging 16 and 11, basically. And uh, and he's had some moments. Like, he's been... Sure. He's had some of those nights where he's really been fantastic. Osh is averaging 19 and 8. Yeah. I kind of feel like I would go with Bosh over, over Powell. I think I might, too. Even though some people think Hassan Whiteside should be an all-star, which I think is comical. <laughs> Why? Why do you think it's comical? He's not consistent enough. Yeah. To me, being an all-star is about not just being really good, obviously, but doing it every, you know, night after night. Yeah. You know, the Haw- your Hawks had four last year. I think they only get one this year. I agree. Um. The the thing to me with Drummond is he's an incredible rebounder, but he's a what the awful. Free throw shooter. Oh, stop. He's not even as bad as DeAndre Jordan. Well, nobody is. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, I think Detroit gets an all-star. It's kind of like those arguments people used to make 
when Joe Johnson was getting on there on on a Hawks team that was kind of rising from there. I mean, he the Pistons deserve an All Star. To me, about, based on uh, what they've done, I think so too. I agree. Yeah. Any other teams deserve an All Star? I'm looking at the Eastern standings. I mean, I hate that Charlotte hasn't played better because Kimba Walker's been really good this year. Yeah. And hasn't gotten a whole lot of fanfare for it. What about uh, somebody from the Magic? I don't think they've had an all-star. Vucevic would be the closest thing. Yeah. Every year he's but, like, the last three years he's been a guy who gets mentioned and then yeah, but falls short. Falls short at the end. Because you can start looking, like you said, do you put Vucevic, who's got better numbers maybe, um, over over Gasol or or Chris Bosh? No. Right. I wouldn't. You know. I wouldn't. I agree with you. So, I don't know, you know. I don't know. It's tough to say. I do know this, though. When we do bragging rights around here, people love to talk smack when they're rolling. Me, the humble one, of course, I never mention how I'm doing. I always take it in stride. But uh, somebody started on the bottom last week. It's time for bragging rights as the guys put their rep on the line. And now I'm here. I got to find a coin to... (laughs) Flip for Rick's pick. Give it to me. I'm going to flip the coin like that referee in the Packers Cardinals game. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen anything like that? Heads, no, I mean tails. What? what? No, let's do it again. <laughs> he, threw the ball, he threw the coin up in the air and it came down. It never flipped. It just yeah, went straight up and straight down. It was incredible. All right. So, yes, yeah, Seku is now leading. He's at 12 what? and 9. Who what? The, uh, 12 the and 9. Lang and Rick uh, are both tied in the cellar. So I went undefeated last our, week, and it's looking record like golden. In, right. What's our record in the cellar? 11, 11 and ten. You're over five hundred. Yeah, it's not bad. They call me. Keep We're in the Western Conference. We'll be in the playoffs. Rick last week. They call me the little big dog, baby. Undefeated last week. Yes. All right. So that means Seku picks first this week. Okay. Here we go. First game Thursday night: Clippers at Cleveland. Woo. Is Blake Griffin going to be back by then? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm going with Cleveland only because they, they have to make up for that humiliating performance on their home floor from Martin Luther King Day. Second, so half, of a back, second half of a back-to-back for Cleveland. Um, they play at Brooklyn tonight, then home against the Clippers. Um, and that said, I'm still taking Cleveland. <laughs> that game. And Rick is going to, let's say, heads is home, tails is the away team. Rick Fox is taking the L.A. Clippers. See, right there. That could be a movement for this week. Yeah, the only movement Rick's going to have is further down the standings. All right, all right. <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night, OKC at Dallas. Ooh. I'll take OKC. They don't like each other either. Like, that's a very nice rivalry. What, yeah. what is that, the I-35 rivalry? What is it? I don't know. Um, hopefully we're on it next summer. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully exactly. we're fine. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Hmm. I'm gonna go with the Mavericks. Size uh, our power, baby. <laughs> Let me flip for Rick. Uh, oh, please, Rick, go for the Thunder. He picked the home team. Who's the oh, home team? Dallas. Dallas. Oh no. I don't want Rick's bad feng shui contaminate my picks. <laughs> and then Monday, I think that was a movie Rick was in last Monday year. Monday night on NBA TV. Game of the se- game of the season, game baby. Of the, game Wait, of the which season? Game? Spurs versus the Warriors at Oracle. What night is this? At Oracle, Monday night. Yeah. 
January 25th. I've been waiting on it all season. I, uh, I'm going to take the Warriors. Me too, but I'm I'm clearing the calendar. I don't want any distractions. I might send the family out that night. And be like, look, you guys go have a dinner somewhere. Go have dinner somewhere. Stay out of the house until this game goes off. And uh, let's see, Rick takes. Give Rick the Spurs. Rick take the Spurs. Yes, nice. One way or another, somebody's going down this week. So what if it's me? I'll deal with it. But right now, I started on the bottom. <laughs> You're ready for Toronto. <laughs> Started on the bottom. Um, all right, Lang. Well, look, enjoy uh, the Nets and Cavs tonight. Tell LeBron I need them to come through Friday night for uh, bragging rights. Just let him know. Yeah, I will. And uh, tell Kyrie, sorry, what we said about him today, not being an all-star. And don't mention the Kevin Love. You hated on him. Um, <laughs> and everybody enjoy that game Monday night. That That is – that's one of those NBA games. You know, people talk about the regular season games not having meaning, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, man. That is the showdown we want to see. Spurs – Warriors at Oracle Arena, Monday night on NBA TV. We will uh, see you again next week after that game, right here on the Hang Time Podcast. Later. Thanks for listening to the Hang Time Podcast. To download more episodes of the show, visit the iTunes Music Store. And be sure to check out the Hang Time blog on NBA.com. And as always, Sekuna Matata.